listening to the Embrace the Mud podcast, where we discuss all things related to healthy, joyful, and life-giving relationships. Why focus on relationships? Because the quality of our intimate partnerships and close connections influences our health, happiness, and longevity more than anything else in our lives. Relationships matter a lot. So together, let's jump into the mud, aka our messy relationships, pull some weeds, plant some seeds, and create an enriching environment where strong relationships can take root. I am your grateful host, Dara Posner. I am a relational disaster working toward relational mastery. I am also a positive psychology coach, a relational mindset coach, a blogger, and now a podcaster. Thank you for tuning into this episode of the Embrace the Mud podcast, where we discuss all things related to healthy, joyful, life-giving relationships. If you are a fan of this podcast, please subscribe, follow, like, review, and share. Your engagement in this way is crucial to the success of the podcast, and I appreciate you taking just a few seconds to support my mission, which is to help people like you flourish in life and love. Hello, hello, and thank you for joining me for today's episode of the Embrace the Mud podcast. I haven't recorded a podcast in a few weeks, and I mean, you know, my selfish hope is that you missed me. But if not, hopefully you've been listening to all the other podcasts up until this point and haven't had a chance to miss me because you've just been so busy consuming all the other episodes I've already recorded. And now I'm recording this one just in time, right where you left off. So today I'm picking up with a series that I've been working with called Real Relationship Wisdom. And it's actually going to be the last episode of that series today. And what that's been about so far, if you haven't listened to the rest is that I'm sharing golden nuggets of wisdom from one of my favorite teachers, Terry Real, who is a marriage and couples counselor. He is an author. He created relational life therapy. He is just, to me, one of the most brilliant minds when it comes to relationships. He's helped thousands and thousands of people, I imagine, by this point in his career. And he has helped me in my marriage and my relationship. And I have incorporated much of what I have learned from him into my work as a relationship coach and a relational strategist. So today is going to be the last sort of golden nugget that I'm going to offer. And it might actually be my favorite. It's a newer one for me. I think um, this is something, you know, he has just sort of put out recently and I'm in love with it and I'm so, so, so excited to share it with you. So something that Terry asserts is that love demands democracy. So what exactly does that mean? What that essentially means is that you cannot love from above or below. You cannot love from an one up or one down position. If you see yourself as superior, you're one up to your partner. You're one up in your relationship, in your own mind. And from that place of superiority, that place of grandiosity, you cannot love. And the opposite is true. You also cannot love from a one down or an inferior position. So if you see yourself as less than, 
as inferior, as unequal to your partner in this way, you also cannot love from that place. Love demands democracy. It demands equality. It demands that we see each other and ourselves as equals. And so how does this actually show up in relationships? How do you know? Like, okay, well, I mean, I think I see myself as equal and my partner equal to me. How does it show up in relationships? Well, this this isn't like necessarily a static thing, right? Where you live in this space, but it shows up in particular moments. Primarily when you're triggered and upset with your partner, when you're feeling like your needs aren't being met and you're not being loved the way that you want to be loved or the way that you believe you deserve to be loved. So the question is, okay, well, what happens to me then? Like, where do I go? Apparently there's a motorcycle or something driving by. Forgive the background noise. But really being able to observe yourself in these times when you are really triggered, let's say you're, like you're really upset, you know, you're, you're feeling, let's say, very neglected or in some way just unloved, what happens next for you? Where do you go? Well, according to Terry, he kind of created this really fantastic uh, quiz that you can take on his website, and I will link it in the show notes to help you determine this. But before you do that, I'm going to describe the sort of four distinct places that we as people tend to go. And maybe you can identify for yourself where, what that is for you. And then you could take the test and you can confirm it. But it's so helpful to know this because it helps you distinguish two things. Number one, where are you on the spectrum of boundaries? So that's one major aspect. There are two aspects. That's one of the major two aspects that he uses to distinguish this, um, these four quadrants. And one is, do you boundary up a lot when you're hurting? Right? So this might be somebody who like, you know, shuts down completely and maybe even like disappears and hides out, right? That's like, I've got a lot of boundaries. I put all the walls up. Or you might be on the opposite end of the spectrum. You're like boundary less, right? And we'll, we'll talk about what that really looks like. Um, the other aspect is your self-esteem. So when you're feeling inferior, you have a self-esteem that's rooted in an internalized shame. And when we're healthy, we see ourselves as equal. We're sort of like in the middle of both of these spectrums where they sort of, if, if you can imagine like boundaries going across horizontally and self-esteem kind of coming down the center vertically, when there's a balance, when we're in the middle of each spectrum in that healthy place, we are able to function relationally and in the most healthy way. But if you're on the other end of the spectrum with your self-esteem, then you have an externalized shame that shows up as grandiosity. And according to Terry, this is actually the hardest to see in ourselves when we're being grandiose. Because when we're in that mode, we feel really justified in it. Like we feel really um, valid in our position of how we see ourselves in relation to the other person. Okay, so... Imagine this cross, the vertical line going down, which represents the spectrum of self-esteem. 
in the center, it's healthy, right? And unhealthy self-esteem when we're going like up the, the sort of we're climbing ladder up, 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 we're, we're becoming superior and grandiose. That's unhealthy self-esteem in that direction. And then the opposite direction going down, we're inferior. We're like really, really caught up in our own shame spiral. And then that line that goes horizontally that crosses with self-esteem is our boundaries, right? So we want to be in the center where it's healthy. So how do you get there? And how, or how do you know if you're already there or not, right? So if you're not there, here are some signs, okay? If you are triggered and upset and feeling unloved and your reaction to that is to become desperate in your attempt to get that love, right? You might have a sort of um, perspective of like, I'll do anything, like just love me. What do I need to do, right? This is more of like a codependent way of being. And this would signify that you are boundaryless and one down, okay? So you you need more boundaries and you need to lift yourself up to that place of equalities. Remember, love demands democracy. So we need to see ourselves and each other as equals. And if we're boundaryless and one down, we need to work on cultivating healthier boundaries and lifting ourselves up to the level that we see our partner. What about if you're boundaryless and one up? What might that look like? Well, in that case, you tend to become controlling and angry when your needs aren't met. There's a sort of sense of entitlement, like, you know, I'm entitled to having my needs met, you're not meeting them, and you might aggressively pursue your partner, which then subsequently pushes them away, and that causes you to more aggressively pursue even more. Uh, so this is this side, we can say, of the sort of, you know, um, the quadrant, if you imagine quadrants, like boundaryless and one up is like on the top right, boundaryless and one down is on the um, bottom right. Those are all to the right of the healthy boundary center, which is boundaryless. Now, on the other side, top and bottom, right, if you're walled off, right, you have a lot of boundaries and you're one down, you're in shame, your self esteem is unhealthy. What that might look like is resignation. Like you kind of just back down. You're just like, oh, you disengage. You become maybe a little depressed. And you're like, you know what? Why why bother? Why bother? You know, my attempts here aren't going to work anyway. Or, you know, or I don't deserve it. I don't even deserve it. So like, why bother? So it's, it's you're sort of just resigned. That's where you go. But if you're on top, <laughs> on the, that left side of the boundaries where it's too many boundaries, um, but you're, you know, on that upper level of self-esteem, meaning unhealthy, but in the opposite direction, you're more grandiose, you're going to be walled off and one up. And what that looks like is you will shut down and you might be kind of smug and cold to your partner sort of passive aggressive and indifferent towards them in your behavior and it's sort of this like attitude of like you don't deserve me like who needs you anyway 
And again, like there's no reason to judge ourselves or get upset with ourselves if we see ourselves in any of these behaviors. And I hope this is all making sense. I'm actually looking at a visual of this right now and trying my best to describe it to you. But when you take the test, you'll see it clearly. Um, These are all defense mechanisms. This is the behavior of our young adaptive child, that version of ourselves that is like our young version of what an adult is supposed to be that we created long, long ago that we still fall back into when we go into survival mode. This is not the mature part of ourselves that's behaving in these four sort of distinct ways. And we can learn from identifying this because again, if you recognize, oh, I'm walled off and one up, what do I need to do to find myself in that healthy center I need to bring myself down to equal. Sometimes I see myself as a little superior. You know, I think I'm smarter than my partner. I think I'm kinder than my partner. Maybe I think I'm humbler than my partner. Maybe I think I'm, you know, more generous than my partner. And so I need to kind of come down one, put myself on an, you know, equal plane with them and the way that I view them in relationship to myself And I need to soften those walls, right? A lot of times in our culture, when we talk about boundaries, we're really encouraging people to like have more boundaries. (laughs) But some people actually have the opposite problem. They have too many boundaries, right? It's like they get hurt and like brick walls just go up, you know, all around them. And it's really, really hard to break those down but we really want to be able to keep our hearts open and be able to turn toward our partners when we're hurting when we're in conflict not going to these places where we're you know assuming the worst and you know feeling threatened because we have to remember you know and I learned this statement and I just think it's so so powerful which is that a sense of safety in relationship is not the result of the absence of threat but the presence of connection. And so we might be able to hide, we might be able to shut ourselves off from, you know, whatever it is that we don't want to have to deal with or face or interact with, but we're still not really safe because we're not connected. And so that's why it's so important to identify where am I? You know, if I'm boundaryless, that's obviously also not good because I'm going to pursue anxiously, aggressively, Um, with a lot of force, whether that's aggressive force or just like a constancy where we're just like pushing in. And then what we're doing is we're pushing our partner away. So we need to back off, create some boundaries, lift ourselves up. Remember, hey, like they matter, I matter. We both matter in this situation. This is how, you know, we're both equal. We both have needs. And we're both really, really important. And so I'm going to respect myself and I'm going to respect my partner, right? And so on the right side of the whole picture, this rectangle that you'll see where on the top you're boundaryless and one up and on the bottom you're boundaryless and one down is that, you know, we have to maybe remember that, oh, I'm not more important than them. Or if we're on the bottom end of the the spectrums, then remembering, oh, I'm just as important as them, right? So 
really keeping in mind that love demands democracy, right? Equality is so important. Viewing ourselves and our partners as equals is absolutely critical to happy, healthy, life-giving relationships. And so, like I said, I'm going to link this quiz in the show notes. It's fascinating. After you take it, you'll get an email with your result from, from Terry Real. And there's a video embedded in the link that you'll get where he spends 20 minutes or so really diving deeper into this idea and helping you figure out, okay, where do I stand now and where do I have to go? And by the way, you may notice as I have that depending on the type of relationship, you know, you go to a different place and that can also be true. And you might have one where it's like dominant, but you know, after being there for a while and you realize that doesn't work, you know, you might find that you switch to a different one, but there's like a dominant place that you go, whether that's to that, you know, more entitled place where you get controlling and angry, or you go to that more codependent place where suddenly you feel very desperate. You might even become manipulative or you totally just shut down, wall off. You just become resigned. You disengage and you're down, or you might wall off and just kind of decide, you know what? I'm better off anyway. And you might act passive aggressively. You might be a little bit cold um, to the person that you love. And, you know, ultimately, if if connection is our goal, none of this is going to work. We want to be healthy. We want to work on our boundaries. We want to work on our self-esteem so that we can find ourselves in that democratic union that's going to feel really, really good and safe to both people. And that's going to give us what we ultimately want, which is deep, beautiful intimacy, right? Okay. Well, I hope this helped. It was really, really fun to share uh, a bit that I've learned from Terry Real with all of you. I would love, love, love if you reach out to me. If you take this quiz, let me know. What did you learn about yourself? I'm always so fascinated when people engage in this way and, you know, do the work. And if you're here, you're clearly someone who wants to become self-aware and understand how to make your relationships great. So I want to connect with you. Please feel free to reach out. In the meantime, please remember, you are wired for love and connection. You are capable of love and connection. You are worthy of love and connection. I'll see you next time.